and go home. Ask the high priest, having all authority, and because he is merciful, Jesus sets us free from all sin, and we are free indeed. We were created to have fellowship with God, to worship him, as does the angels and the heavenly hosts. Because of sin early in his creation and his love for his creation, being the holy God that he is, God had to have a plan of redemption to restore us sinful, lost humanity back to himself. We have looked at what sin is and why Jesus came to set us free. Now let's look at how we are set free. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 tells us, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Apostle Paul tells us that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For it is with our heart that we believe and are justified, and it is with our mouth that we confess and are saved. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, we are washed, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, we are washed. We were sanctified. We were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. If we say that we have not sinned, we make a liar out of God and his word is not in us. We're, that's what we are told in Scripture. James 4, 7 says, We are set free by submitting ourselves to God. For if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. And as the Apostle Peter tells us, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then the Lord Jesus purges us with high soap, and we are cleaned. He washes us, and brothers and sisters, we are whiter than snow. The Word tells us we purify our souls by our obedience to the truth. So how are we to live our lives? We are set free, but how are we to live our lives? People of God, we cannot continue to deliberately sin without repentance and say that we are saved. Once we are saved, when the Lord Jesus sets us free, we have the Spirit of God living in us. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 tells us, And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, that person is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Our bodies are members of Christ, brothers and sisters. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit whom we have from God. We are not our own. We are to think of what is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable, what is excellent. Things that are worthy of praise. That's what we do when we're set free. Remember those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh so that we are set free from sin. And in being crucified from the flesh, we are also crucified from the passions and the desires of the flesh. If we say we walk by the Spirit, 
we will not gratify the desires of the flesh because doing so is sin and it brings death. We do not live, brothers and sisters, according to the flesh. We live by the Spirit, putting to death all the deeds of the body that are sinful. You know, God desires for us to live lives of sanctification. Consider 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5. But this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passions of lust like those who do not know God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7 goes on to say, For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. Sexual immorality and all impurity must not even be named among us as saints of God. We must flee from sexual immorality and all other forms of disobedience. James tells us in chapter 4 to submit ourselves to God and that if, and that if we resist the devil, he will flee. Brothers and sisters, to resist the devil, we must do as scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Above all else, it says, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Remember what we said earlier. Out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander, and the likes of sin. Sin comes from the heart. And remember what we said, once it grows and matures, it then becomes action. We take action on it as we ponder that thing or we do it. Proverbs 23 tells us, For as much as a man thinketh, so is he. I have found in my walk with God that when I really did not want to sin, but was tempted by sin, God is faithful. His word says that when we attempt it, he will provide a way out so that we can endure that temptation. Beloved of God, we're to live our lives in love, but love is from God. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandment. Love is action. God took action to demonstrate he loves us by sending his son Jesus to die for us. Jesus said in John 10, 18, no man takes my life from me, but I lay my life down of myself. I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it up again. This commandment have I received of my father. Jesus, the son of God, who came from God to us in human form, humbled himself and, be and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross, as we're told in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. John tells us in chapter 4 that whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God was made manifest among us. God sent his only son, Jesus, into the world so that we might live through Jesus. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That is to say, 
out of his grace and his love for us. And because of what we could not do for ourselves, God sent his son Jesus to make up for everything we did wrong, to make up for all of our sins, yours and mine. So if God loves us, we also ought to love one another, brothers and sisters. Remember, love covers a multitude of sin. What, you might ask, does this mean? In Matthew 18, verse 22, Jesus tells us that we should forgive each other 70 times 7, meaning as often as forgiveness is asked. And that's the way our Heavenly Father is. Though we, though we continue to sin unintentionally or, or intentionally, we continue to ask the Father, we repent and ask God the Father, ask Jesus for forgiveness, and he does when we're sincere. Regarding living in love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7 tells us a lot about love. Many of you are very familiar with this scripture. So what is love and what is not love? The scripture tells us love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always persevere. Brothers and sisters, we are indeed set free when we can live with each other in this kind of love. We are also to live lives of holiness. He who called us is holy, and we must be holy as he is holy. Our conduct must be holy, since it is written, You shall be holy, but I am holy. Holiness is a life pleasing to God on all levels possible. We strive to please God in all we do, all we say, how we act, and how we think. We are to strive for peace with everyone, but the word says, For holiness without, no man shall see the Lord. And then First Peter says, But it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Leviticus tells us, For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. We are holy because God is holy. And then we're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. We were bought at a price. Therefore, we are to honor God with our bodies. So Romans 8 tells us, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to our mighty will also give life to our mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in us. Also, Romans 8 says, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. People of God, we must put off our old self, which belonged to our former way of life and is corrupt, through its deceitful desires. We must be renewed in the spirit of our minds. 
and put on the new self created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. We do not live, brothers and sisters, in fear of the things that are or the things that are to come. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for what he did on the cross, setting us free. We don't have to have spirits of fear. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Because by trusting in Jesus, he will provide for all our needs. The Lord God will provide. He is our provider. He is our provider. He is our protector. He is our all in all through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who sets us free. If we walk in the light as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We must do as told in James 4, 8. We must draw close to God and he will draw close to us. We must cleanse our hands from sin and purify our hearts so that we are not double-minded. You know, I was double-minded, trying my best to live for God, but not totally surrendering. Double-minded, trying to live for God at the same time holding on to sin. I was being lukewarm, wanting to live for Christ, but still enslaved to those certain sins that were in my life. Brothers and sisters, we must confess our sins because Jesus is faithful he is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We must strive for peace with everyone because the word says, for holiness without, no one will see the Lord. We live our lives by keeping John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. We live our lives and are set free from sin by asking God to direct our footsteps according to his word so that no sin rules in our lives. We live our lives free from sin by knowing that he, Jesus, bore our sins and his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. We live our lives of holiness and sanctification free from sin by forgiving other people when they sin against us. And as such, our Heavenly Father also forgives us. Brothers and sisters, we are told in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, Since we have these promises, beloved of God, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of the body and the spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So what does Jesus provide for us when we are set free? That's a very good question, so... Let's look at the word. When Jesus sets us free, we receive by the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is a result of the Holy Spirit living in us. We have love. We have joy. We have peace, gentleness, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are the things that we exhibit in our lives when we accept Jesus Christ and he sets us free and we relax and rest and be obedient to the word of God. We are set free from sin. We are set free from worries. The word of God says in John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And then Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. People of God, we are also free from poverty because Psalm 37, 25 says, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his children begging for bread. While we may not have all we want and we may want a lot and we may believe that life owes us a lot because we're living for Christ, at the end of the day, God promises that he will meet our needs and our children will never be seen begging for bread. We also receive the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11 says, And each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, and one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves, serve as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 through 10 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretations of tongues. And then Roman tells us in chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, For by, by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So, so we, though are many, we are one body in Christ and individual members one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to your faith, if service and serving others, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes, give generously, the one who leads, lead with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy, do so with cheerfulness. Brothers and sisters, we also receive eternal life. We are told by the Apostle Paul in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Brothers and sisters, the law of sin brings death. We cannot uphold the law. The Apostle Paul tells us, I would not have been mindful of sin if it was not for the law. For I would not have been aware of stealing if the law had not said so. Do not steal. But sin, seizing its opportunity through the commandment of the law, produced in me every kind of sinful desires. For apart from the law, 
sin is dead. Therefore, my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him, Jesus, who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit to God. For when we live according to the flesh, brothers and sisters, the sinful passions aroused by the law are at work in our bodies, bearing the fruit of death. But now, having died to the sin that kept us bound, we have been released from the law so that we now serve in the way of the spirit and not in the old way according to the law. Thanks be to God and to God be the praise. Brothers and sisters, we are set free indeed by the atoning work of Jesus Christ. In closing, let's not be like 2 Timothy 3, 5 says, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Remember in John, Jesus answered them saying, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. But Jesus, thank God, but Jesus, because Jesus set me free, I am free indeed. We who are saved and called by his name are no longer slaves to sin, but children of the most high God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. If we confess our sins, he, Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Brothers and sisters, let us put to death every manner of sin in us, because as Jesus said, truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Let us continually be like David, as expressed in Psalm 51, verses 1 through 2. Have mercy on me, God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgression, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sins. Brothers and sisters, thank God for Jesus. Thank God that in his foreknowledge, he had a plan of redemption to redeem us back to himself so that we, through the atoning work that Jesus Christ did upon the cross, can be set free and set free indeed. Brothers and sisters, know that God loves you. I pray that the words that I have shared with you will speak to your heart. If I've said some things and you don't quite understand them, I quote a lot of scriptures so you can cross-reference what I said and verify, confirm for yourselves that what I'm saying is from scripture. And in doing so, May the Lord God, our Lord Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, speak to you. Be blessed. God loves you. And so do I.